The true story of pirates who spy on his boss's old mentor. Somebody write this. Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is Alexander Weinstein. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Great to be with you. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. Um, I want your your specialty is in like speculative fiction, and so I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about about why that what what exactly how that's defined for you is it the and what really draws you to that? Yeah, you know, I, I think of speculative fiction as this umbrella where you can play with all kinds of uh, unrealistic or fantastical elements. So sci-fi is welcome, fantasy, magical realism. You can have working class trolls, for example. Mm-hmm. In my case, uh, you can have parents who are bearing robotic children and mourning over the loss of their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like it because it doesn't have hard genre uh, to it. So like, there's not these sort of rules that I felt if I was writing hot, hard sci-fi or high fantasy, I didn't need to stick to any of that. I could just sort of play with that as background. Um, so the fanta- fantastical elements can be the setting or the background of the premise. And then I can just look at regular characters like us dealing with really wonky worlds and through that, be able to talk about the emotions and the heartbreak and love and parenthood and all the things that we experience. Yeah. What do you think the fantastical or, or um, unrealis- non-realism grounded elements add to the emotions or the characters? What does that allow you to do that you couldn't do if it was a more realistic story? Yeah, I think enter the dreamlike quality of our lives, right? So that for me, if I write straight realism, it's a little too on the nose. And mm. there's a way that, you know, I still haven't fully understood what it means to be a human being. I'm not sure when that <laughs> happens, right? But like, you know, what it means to be a father or a partner or um, whatever, all the different parts of my identity. And so this dreamlike quality, if you just shift that a little bit, right? So yeah. for example, in one story, I've got a father and son that are in a drowned world that are living on an island and, and diving down under the water to use like scuba gear to find cans and food and typewriters and weird things from the old oh, wow. drowned society. That, as I started writing that story, I realized, oh, I'm actually writing about my child headed off to college and mm. this hope to like dive under the waves to find the treasures of our old life. Now that I didn't realize I was writing about that until I started getting deep. And then once I knew that, I also didn't pay full attention to that. Otherwise, I think the metaphors yeah. begin to become a little too, like A equals one and B yeah. equals two. <laughs> and so I really love that it lets me, by just like skewing things slightly, I get into that dreamlike place where I think emotions live and where all the weird pieces of ourselves kind of reside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I've noticed that, you know, in the in the last, you know, 20 years or so, we've really had this boom in more sci-fi, more fantasy becoming more mainstream. For a long totally. time it was just like the it was the it was the off the the niche subset and now it's really part of the mainstream. Um I'd love to hear either how that um I'd love to hear your reflections on that. Do you think this is saying something about us and how we relate to story as a, as a culture where we are now? Do you think it has it changed mm-hmm. how you write or what you read or? Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of, you know, the other piece that I'm thinking about too, is like, we live in a sci-fi world now, right? I mean, yeah. like we're dealing with 
AI telling us that it's in love with us, <laughs> like crazy, <laughs> you know, it's just absolutely bonkers stuff. It's not so speculative anymore, some of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, if you take online dating and the idea that we've learned to swipe people into the trash who don't meet our needs mm -hmm. is so dystopian and bizarre, even though we think it's normal and we've come to use yeah. it. Yes. So there's a, there's a way that like sci-fi or these speculative elements actually represent or are closer to the lives we live now than a kind of Norman Rockwellian realism or, you know, something like that. Um, that's a that said, I've seen the change too. <laughs> like when I got my undergrad, I mean, when I got my graduate uh, degree, I couldn't get in on the kind of work I'm writing now mm. because that was, that was what early aughts and Raymond uh -huh. Carver and Hemingway were sort of still leading the way. Yeah. And so I had to write realism to get in the door. And then I began realizing that that wasn't the kind of writer I was, that I really yeah. prefer writing these weird stories. And luckily, I had teachers that allowed that, and I started playing with that and <laughs> finding my voice through that. Um, right around that time, I mean, there's also the history of like Harry Potter, which I think's changed right. the game for everybody. You had oh, adults yeah. suddenly reading Harry Potter. And then you had writers like George Saunders and Kelly Link and Karen Russell and just a lot of people winning awards and emerging. So thankfully, that's really changed um, to the extent that like when I teach, I now find 80 percent of the class is writing about, you know, little wizards and yeah. orcs and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And I'm the one to be like, well, let's look at realism for a minute <laughs> just yeah. to remember what, what that looks like. Awesome. All right. Well, that was a really great talk. I'm excited. I'm sad that most people uh, will only hear some of that behind the Patreon. So you should all go check it out. It's only $2 a, a month. Uh, and you can hear that whole rest of that conversation because it was a really good one. Yes. Um, with that, let's move on into our uh, brainstorming. So as a reminder, uh, this is our second episode in a row. We have pirates as a theme. I suspect this will go different <laughs> from our last one, but we'll see. Our synopsis is the true story of pirates who spy on his boss's old mentor. Mm -hmm. So initial initial thoughts, Alexander. Yeah, so pirates, of course, like immediately love having some kind of pirates, right? And so there's this yeah. question of like what kind of pirates? The, right. I think the, the go-to is, you know, your ship uh, full of sort of three-corner hat pirates yeah. or whatever. I, I, I matey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, right? And yes. so but I, I immediately I want to twist that, like because then you also yeah. have like modern day pirates that are super scary that don't wear pirate hats yes. or you know Victorian <laughs> garb or whatever. Um, and, and then you have like cyber pirates, like and you have cyber pirates. And, yeah, you can do space and pirates who for sure. Steal movies, and yeah, stuff like that. And so, like, what? Who are these pirates? I want to make them. I like the old ship metaphor for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I wonder, like, can you put them on a, a bus? Are they, oh, yeah. you know, are they <laughs> making their way across America right now in like a retrofitted bus or something really yeah. contemporary and weird? I really I like, like that. Just swap out the vehicle fun. and give them something different. But they're still pirates. <laughs> they're just For sure. on a bus. Yeah. And then what are they, what are they trying? Like, who are they pirating? Right. So. Um, yeah. Well, so, so yeah. So if there, I love this idea of like a cross country trip. Um, mm -hmm. Love a good road trip story. <laughs> and um, so they're spying on his boss's old mentor. Are they like, maybe they're following this person across the country, kind of stalking them <laughs> on their bus yes. and doing piratey things along the way or... I don't, or, or maybe the the boss's old mentor is the is the ultimate goal, and they're making their way toward them, but they have to do piratey things along the way for other reasons. Yeah, well, and the interesting thing is we get that weird uh, 
his in there, right? So yeah. it's like, who's like, spotting who's his? his? Yeah. Who's, who's so we have boss? like a main character. So who's yeah. this his? It's his boss's old mentor. <laughs> it's like a grand boss in there, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, when you started saying, you know, pirates and cross country and in a bus, suddenly I was thinking of like a metal band. Mm, you know, of, like with a piratey theme, right? Skull and Crossbones oh, wow. logo so on their albums, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So they're like on a... Oh, there's even... What, well, what is that one band, Hannah? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh gosh. Um, uh, uh, a- a- Alestorm, the one that sings pirate metal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, All right. But, yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, but that's what popped into my mind. Well, and so... D- that does also open the possibility that these are music pirates. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Who doesn't love so, a musical pirate? <laughs> so if we put them in the 21st century where like post Napster, post, yeah. you know, Spotify, yep. this band isn't doing well, right? Like this is a band that needs some extra cash, right? Yeah. So they're, they're for hire. Exactly. They, they love their metal music. And this guy, the his, whoever that yeah. is, Loved that band, I think, right? Like, he went to their concerts. Ooh, I like that. But he's not of that at all. Like, he's more of a shirt and tie and office kind of dude. I think so. Like, he's hiring them to spy and getting himself into deeper trouble. You know, kind of like Fargo or something, almost. You know, like, he's going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Because he likes the band and he knows they're struggling and wants to help them out financially. So yeah. I'll hire them to do this for me. And then I get to hang out with them because I like right, their music. Yes, and then yes. I'll be kind of cool because I'll be with this failing band. I love this. Who's on this oh like gosh. tour bus. They have the tour bus. Yeah, that's all they have left. <laughs> yeah, that's all they have left. Yeah, that and their pirate a, identity. There was actually in the in the collection of stories that I just uh, that I read Alexander's uh, latest one what, what of his stories. And there was there was a story about like a, a group of um of musicians who literally like they they couldn't stop touring because it was like they're the only way they were making any other money <laughs> and mm-hmm. so they were like so they were like on this ragged bus and so it was like that that kind of vibes almost like a uh, and that had like an end of the world apocalypsey vibe to it too mm-hmm. but um, but this is yeah i love the idea of this this failing band on this old dying tour bus <laughs> that they yep. just have to make it across the country and i think they're slightly delusional because of drugs and alcohol like yeah. they <laughs> right like yeah. they they dress up, but they forget that they're in costume a little bit. <laughs> you know, like okay, they, yeah. So, like, sometimes they think they are pirates? I think so. I think they've got, like, their own almost, like, Don Quixote kind of, like, we are taking over the world. You know, we're really helping. Yes. Well, and especially, like, if they were one of those bands that, you know, there's some of the, there are some of these bands that, like, get really into the performance aspect of it. And they'll have characters for all yeah. their, for their scenes. And they'll, uh-huh. you know, all their, all their songs are written from the points of view of the characters. And they're telling this whole big narrative. So, if, especially if they're that kind of thing, like, they could absolutely have moments where they just, like, completely lapse into. <laughs> into the character that they were on stage in the band yep. and forget that, you know, once they were George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Completely. They, they, I think they cut out like a circle in the roof of the bus so that they can kind of be in like the, what's that called? Like the crow's, crow's nest, nest or yes. something. Like that. Yes. You know, like there's some <laughs> character up on top that's up there with a telescope a- or a period yeah. or whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, I driving across Nevada. <laughs> I love completely. This. Yeah, and then and then we have this. Yeah, the his who is following them along um, yeah. to spy on his boss's old mentor. So I guess we have to unpack. Oh, that Oh man, bit. there's a yeah, there's a double there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So uh, his his boss's old mentor. So um, which gives us okay. these three characters that we 
know yeah, almost him, nothing the about. boss, the mentor. That's um, right. So the the boss could be like the 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 boss might not be in the picture anymore. Maybe the boss is maybe he's spying on the old mentor because the boss is gone and he's like going you know mm-hmm. one step up to get advice on something or, um, or. Yeah. Or maybe like his boss deeply shaped him and he's trying to figure out how the old mentor shaped the boss. There's some kind of like lineage heritage tracing in here. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the idea that this boss is really not special at all. Like this job, whatever, it's like selling carpet swatches to like, you know, like it really just kind of sucks. And this boss goes on and on about his mentor, right? But he's really Mm -hmm. got this tiny little office that he, you know, and his mug that the mentor gave him, you know, back in- 82 or something, is, is, you know. Is this like one of those things where like he talks big about his old mentor, but all that happened was they met at a convention once and shook hands, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they never I really mean, mentored each other. <laughs> yeah. And because the boss had, because the mentor had like a Cuban cigar or something, he just thought this guy was, you know, the best. It's just you know? so like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like really lame, you know, like the, the old mentor yeah. does not stay in contact with this boss. Um, yeah. And I think this guy wants to figure out how to move up in the company. Yeah. And so if he can find out what the old mentor told, you know, what the influence oh, was, yeah. he could then like move up, you know, and get like yeah. a greater district of carpet swath sales. The boss is <laughs> always like attributing all his success to this old mentor. Yeah. And the 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 his is like the main character is like, okay, well clearly this person did so much for him, maybe I can go learn from him too. And so yeah. he gathers with this group of uh Pirate band, this pirate band. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing this mentor now as like uh, some kind of um. I I'm so bad with words today. Uh, motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. yep. and, and and so this guy is on a tour of his own, and for some reason, this metal band keeps playing in the same cities. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. And they All like right. try to sneak in the back of his talks, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yes, who are these guys?" <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And, and the boss, this mentor is also like, you know, he's old by now. So he's kind yeah. of, you know, he might have rented a convertible and have a younger. <laughs> Maybe a car chase moment. Yeah. Like there's, this guy's, this guy's yeah. pretty lame-o. Uh, there's something but, really uh, interesting here about these these aging um, people who used to, who had a great influence and maybe don't anymore. Yeah. Yep. And they this don't young anymore. Person, or at least thought they had a great influence yeah. at some point. And this young yeah. up-and-comer trying to, in a sense, learn from both of them. Yes. But if we, I, I even think stone. it's more convoluted. Like, yeah. his plan is not to, like, can I learn from the guy? It's kind of like, can I shadow him, steal the mentor's way yeah. of being, so that when I go back to the office on Monday, I can pretend like I'm like the mentor and say things. Like, it's it's not even one-to-one. It's Ooh. such a convoluted plan. Yeah. Um, oh. maybe it's like a power thing like like the only person like maybe he's like super intimidated by his boss <laughs> and the only person that he has ever known his boss to be in awe of is the mentor yeah. yep. <laughs> and so he's like I want to capture some of that aura and some of that this, power this poor kid is looking up to all the wrong guys <laughs> <laughs> all the wrong guys he is and, and, he, and I think he got invited back to the behind somehow he, he was drunk or he was whatever at the show he yeah. smoked a joint or something and he got invited back by luck and he mm-hmm. he opened his heart to these guys who were yeah drug and they were like 
that's wrong, man. Like we, you know, we, we support you. And then he thinks, well, can I hire you to like help me? And yeah. they need some money. <laughs> so they're like, absolutely. You know, we're going right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have a great idea. I'm going to pause us and get a title because uh, that might send us off in a whole spiraling in a whole different direction. Hopefully, not too far. All right. Um, so our okay, so our title doesn't. It, it's not terrible, but it doesn't seem to have a whole lot with, to do with what we were doing. Our title okay. is "Death in a New Ice Age." <laughs> wow, death in a new ice age. Um, which, on one hand, that's, like that's absolutely sounds like, sound like the name of the metal band's first <laughs> right. album or something. Yes, <laughs> their their reunion tour. That's great. <laughs> That's great. That is the title of the. That's the title of the uh, album they're trying to make. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So they're they're trying to record their comeback album, um, yeah. maybe a comeback live album at their different shows, but like they never have a large enough crowd for it to be sounding <laughs> impressive. <laughs> exactly. And they've got it right. And the ice age helps because like now we have glaciers in the mm-hmm. uh, in the waters. Like they have this whole show with like dry ice and stuff like that yeah that they're planning. Ooh, yes so there's okay so this is maybe a little silly but there's something really funny to me about the idea of that they are they are really trying to get a larger audience to get the, the right sound for this so i'm wondering if like they are going to try to at the end um piggyback on the mentors speaking engagements <laughs> and mm-hmm. try to like record the audience from his group <laughs> so yes. that they can make it sound like they're reacting to their songs yes yes <laughs> Like, so they're trying to chase an audience as well of some yeah, sort. Absolutely. And it makes me think that, like, as they're sneaking in, which they can't, I mean, they're in garb, so they can't sneak in too much. But they're also sort of being swayed slightly by whatever new age mantra um, yeah. that this guy's hawking. So there's like yeah. a introspective thing that's happening. Oh, and they start writing songs for the new album based on what this guy is talking about. Absolutely, right? Or some of them are like yeah. going out into the desert to with their like sword and sable and spending <laughs> yes. some time searching their own, you know, souls for have they <laughs> have they really motivated or you know made the most out of their uh, yeah, like, like the Beatles you know. going to India. Yes, yeah. When there's there's something interesting in the thematically in that title, "Death and a New Ice Age," like it's about beginning again and restarting and things dying and and coming back. And so we have this, again, I'm really fascinated by how that ties into this, um, this picture of these, these um, old mentors and this young person trying to make their way. And so now I have a question. Does somebody in the course of this story die? Mm -hmm. And, and if so, who? It would seem that somebody dies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so definitely. like, I mean, if you have death in the title, we got it. Yeah. You guys, somebody's got to die. We're trapped. We're trapped. The checkoff's that. gone. We got to do it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be a metaphorical death, but I don't think so. Like, you know, he yeah. could change his life, but that feels like a cop out somehow, like from the the promise, yeah. the, the checkoff's yeah. gun on the wall here or something. But I mean, you know, so is it the mentor? Is it the boss? Is it one of the one band of the members? Um, I think yeah. there's a sacrifice. Like, so they have to kidnap this guy, right? Or something. Like, they have to tie him to the mast or, like, you know, what a pirate's <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tell uh, us your secrets. <laughs> yeah, like, it gets out of control in a way that our, his, whoever his, his that yeah. main character is not like, happy Like, one about. of those things where, like, no, no, we just wanted to talk. Shh, tie him up. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so- Absolutely. This is, like, the culminating scene is this, you know. So I wonder, this is, again, (laughs) maybe I'm going more farcical with this than I need to, but, but there's a, there's a part of me that wonders if like, 
if the old mentor is um is dying like he yeah. has a he has a terminal mm. illness he's doing his final tour um to do it, to Ooh. give his last speeches yes. yeah. and that partway along the road partly along the way he does actually die and so like the last step on the tour has to be like the rock band sharing what they've learned from him or something mm-hmm. um, and so like but so maybe there is a kidnapping where they do like take him on the on the last one he's like you know what i'm actually you know this is a really mm-hmm. cool i would i'd be happy to die in a pirate band bus this is really fun <laughs> <laughs> and this so is what a way to, to spend go. my last moments yes um, <laughs> And, uh, uh, and, and so, yeah, so I wonder if it's, it's the motivational speaker mentor who does die and Mm -hmm. it's about them stepping up into his shoes, not to fill them exactly, but to make a a new ice age and to, to do something different and move forward. I don't know. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I was wondering, like, is the ending actually anticlimactic because of that? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, he's gone. What did we learn? Did we learn anything? Yeah. Yeah. What do we do now? Yeah, I see them all like sitting around somewhere, you know, either in the desert or the California coast or, and they, you know, they're just kind of like reflecting on these like somewhat banal statements of like, you know what, I can do better. Or, you know, know, like it is all about (laughs) motivating people to seek their highest potentials or whatever. Um, And having these like, you know, this sort of man's group that's happening near the end. Um, yeah, and I don't know if it ends there. Well, I was going to ask. Like, I think does the do we end with the him going back yes. to his regular job, right? Um, or does he does he break uh, and like go with them or, and be their new the, manager or something? I think I like it if he goes back to his regular job, but with you know <laughs> things are a little bit different now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. <laughs> but you could go either way depending yeah. on what what you were trying to get at. That's the question, right? Because I have that same feeling. Like, either it ends with them all sitting around reflecting with, like, the mission is absolutely no longer (laughs) happening, right? Like, failed mission to some degree. Or he does go back. And And what? And his boss is like, did you have a nice vacation? (laughs) Did you have a good week off? (laughs) And then he says something, you know, like, absolutely, you know, it's all about you know, seeking the utmost in one's own performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, he, he goes back stronger, changed, or like with, with, with a deeper understanding of something. So he's able to relate differently to his boss. He does not feel the need to maybe seek his validation as much, maybe, um, right. or something like he's that. Like, he has a, he has, his relationship it. with his boss has changed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. That either of those, I think, work in, in, in some yeah. ways. And if it's a short story, it's an interesting place. Like if it's a novel, you yeah. have a, kind of a different arc yeah. there right but like a short story um i do like the idea that they killed the boss like even if he's dying mm-hmm. the, not the boss the uh the mentor mentor the, like that like accidentally or on purpose <laughs> i think on purpose i i think i think if he's dying already mm-hmm. he had a secret plan to commit suicide or something it's yeah. it, you know and and he's just like you know what to run that sword through me, you know. Like, die a you noble know. death to, of some sort. To, yeah. to, yes. quote, to quote a favorite movie, murdered by pirates is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. There's something about that. I mean, that's pretty brutal. Um, yeah. But, or but he like, can just be like, tie me to the front of your truck uh, or, you know, your bus and drive me to the coast. And he dies like along the way because yeah. that's not a good plan. <laughs> it's not a good plan, but he had a great time. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause, cause it's a little less bloody. 
I don't, I just don't see the pirates recovering from actually murdering somebody. True. Personally. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's. Yeah, but if like, but if he died uh, on you know doing going sixty five miles an hour, seventy miles an hour down the road, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> with the wind yeah. in his Whee! face, like that's that's a very piratey death. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good piratey death, and it also yeah. has this theme of like everyone's trying to like live this adventure some yeah. way, oh, right? And, and tied on the front of the bus, it's like he's the figurehead. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He's absolutely great. That all works. He's, Which, he's tied that makes to the him front. the literal figurehead as opposed to just the metaphorical figurehead he was yeah. earlier in the story. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. <laughs> well, we are right at time. So we're going to say, uh, listeners, I would love to hear where do you think this ends? Is this. <laughs> We kind of tossed around some ideas. I'd love to see uh, design the band logo for us. Oh, <laughs> Make yeah. it piratey. <laughs> um, Somebody some record t-shirts. a song too. Record yeah. a song. Yes. Record a song. <laughs> um, design the poster for the motivational speaker. What kind of stuff is he is he saying? Is it all nonsense or is there some truth in there? And um, oh, that's I, that's I right. Really the, like it. the book cover of the motivational speaker. Yes, <laughs> the one, and the the title has to be something that like absolutely doesn't mean anything the more you listen to it the more you yep. think about it you're like what what is that about <laughs> uh, okay with that we're oh, gonna we're, we're gonna move on into our segment where we each recommend a story we think our listeners should check out um so in the in the realm as i was thinking about what i wanted to recommend um i was thinking today about one of my very favorite plays uh it was turned into a, a film as well but it's absolutely like a like a it's a sci-fi fiction story um but if you get a chance to see the play ever it's great it's called marjorie prime and um it was made into a movie which is pretty decent with gina davis and uh john ham and um but the the premise is that uh we live in a we live in a world where essentially you can have um uh, uh, you can create uh, what are called primes, which are essentially robot clones, robot uh, recreations of people from the past with their memories downloaded. And so we begin with um, some with an older woman who is starting to lose her memory, showing early signs of dementia, and she has a prime of her young husband. And um, to kind of be there and comfort her and and uh, and be be a caretaker for her someone from her past that she remembers and um it's a really beautifully written story it takes place over several years and is more of the characters uh that we see in the previous acts die and and have primes there instead um we, it really does uh, this beautiful beautiful uh reminiscence on on memory and aging and humanity um it was one of my favorite plays i've ever read and uh, i was lucky to see a production of it um so if you ever get a chance to see marjorie prime it's absolutely worth it it's hard to find but it's so good (laughs) Um, so i'm gonna recommend that uh jenny i'm gonna toss it to you what would you like to recommend this week uh i would like to recommend an awesome movie that just came out recently, the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was, of course, leery of going into it because you never know what they're going to do to your favorite characters, you know. Um, and and I'm old enough <laughs> that I played the original mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers at my friend's house because Amen. only one person in the neighborhood mm-hmm. had the game system (laughs) way, way back then. And this movie was actually really delightful. It was absolutely true to the mythos of the games. Uh, The, the personalities were well-rounded. It was fun and goofy and full of Easter eggs, but also had like just enough real emotion and personal connections. So it wasn't completely cheesy. 
I thought it was really well uh, balanced that way. And with Jack Black voicing Bowser, it just beautiful. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> nice. uh, and my dad, who has never played the game in his life, also thought it was a fun movie. So even if you've never played, you don't mm-hmm. know anything about it. It's mm-hmm. still a fun movie for children and adults. So go check out Super Mario Brothers. Awesome. Yeah, I, I second that. I was I was happily surprised by that too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alexander, you get to recommend one as well. What would you like to share with our listeners if they haven't checked it out yet? Yeah, one of my all-time favorites is Italo Calvino's story, The Distance to the Moon. Uh, it's out of his collection called Cosmic Comics, which is a fantastic collection. And it really just blew my mind what kind of fabulism, I think, is the genre that I'd say mm-hmm. that Calvino was working in. Uh, magical realism, fabulism, mm-hmm. what you can do, right? So in, the, in this story, the basic premise is that it's being told by a very, very ancient being who's telling us about when the moon was close enough to the earth that you could row out and you could put a ladder up against it and then mm. kind of climb Ooh. on. And then as it started moving away, you had to pole vault and um, mm-hmm. and it goes from there and it just goes into really far out, uh, fantastical writing and, and beautiful lyricism and everything. And uh, highly recommended for a fun read. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, all right, before we go, we want to make sure, Alexander, that you can plug anything of your own that you want. So whether that's your writing, website, social media, upcoming projects, um, where should our listeners uh, look for you if they want to find more of your work? Yeah, you can find me at alexanderweinstein.com and I have stories up there and links to stories um, if you want to read my work. And as well, uh, one of my short stories became a film called After Yang. Which is how uh, I found you, yeah. All right, yeah, that came up by, from A24 a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, and that's based on my short story saying goodbye to Yang, which is my first collection, Children of the New World, mm-hmm. um, by the director, Koganada. And really, he did such a beautiful job, which um, I was really happy to see see that film. So After Yang is um, where you can see some of my work as well. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Alexander, thank you so much for joining us. This was a really (laughs) fascinating story, and I really love it. (laughs) It was so fun. (laughs) So fun. It was great brainstorming with you. Oh, All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and join our Patreon for bonus material. Today, we especially want to thank our patron, Josh, for supporting us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash SomebodyWriteThis. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or an album cover or anything (laughs) else, email us at SomebodyWriteThis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And as they say, the guests will go away and we will eat the pastry. (laughs) 